like parties, they avoid the truth. People lying in search of a good time. We smile, avoid unpleasant situations, put it off, and maybe it will go away. Come together, divide by ages. We're always talking thoughts, but nothing ever changes. Yo, what's up? Welcome to a uh, special episode of Demo Listen Podcast. If uh, you're a regular listener to the show, you will probably not- notice that uh, this episode's format is going to deviate from the regular, the regular format that we gen- t- typically have. Um, you know. If it's your first episode, don't start here. I guess I mean I guess you can, but you're not really getting a good representation of what the show is. Typically speaking, we'll listen to new releases that people send into us that we've never heard before, and uh, just give our honest reactions to them. Put some new music in people's ears. But that said, with all of the good and shitty stuff that we hear on the show, uh, on top of that, we listen to a whole lot of music outside of the context of the show. Um, I think it's probably what consumes the vast majority of most of both of our free time in terms of just like interests and and what we what we do with the spare hours that we have we listen to and purchase a shit ton of music so for as much awesome shit as we heard on the show this year there's also a ton of really good shit that we heard outside the context of the show so we figured as a little year-end bonus episode we would uh, try to do a roundup of shit that we just really enjoyed this year that we didn't hear on the show hopefully put some uh, more new music in your ears um, a lot of this stuff will probably be sold out or hard to access uh, because a lot of it's really good and comes out on you know limited tape and seven inch quantities and shit like that uh, but nonetheless if you hear something here that you enjoy Definitely make an attempt to go purchase it. Go check out the bands. There was a wild amount of good music that came out this year. Yeah, and as I was looking through stuff that I had purchased this year, um, I bought a lot of fucking records this year. I don't know if I bought more than last year, but um, it's a lot. Yeah. It's it's enough that I don't really want to talk about it because when I think about it, uh, you'll probably use that money a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. <know>. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, you know, those records ain't, uh, ain't putting food on the table and, um, <laughs> you know, times are getting grim. <laughs> um, so, but you know what? They, I, they put happy thoughts in my ears. I was just listening to that, uh, Beth's LP, um, mm-hmm. while I was sorting through shit that I had bought this past year that I really liked and uh put me in a good mood man um i'm still sold on that band yep um so but they're not in there because we had them on the show so yeah yeah so what we got is stuff that we bought stuff that we have stuff that we you know for me it's stuff that i bought um this year that i really liked that wasn't mentioned in the show yeah and wasn't really in the um i don't think it ever came up in like the queue mm-hmm. um so it wasn't really a potential to be in the show some of it is um I guess more well-known or, or, or got a little more hype than others. Some of it's virtually fucking unknown that I just stumbled upon and really liked and picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found, you know, when we talked about this in the normal show, I was like, man, I don't keep track of this shit. And yeah. I don't like, I don't keep track of like a top five, top 10 or anything like that. And so yeah, I actually either. ended up with a lot more than we could fit in one episode right. probably. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe we do a part one and a part two or, um, something you know 
but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we'll uh we'll see we'll see what where things fall uh it's a mix i got synth i got fucking you know uh, black metal death metal hardcore um yeah it's 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 a pretty broad it's a pretty broad swath of uh my tastes um about the only thing that's in there isn't rap because I actually didn't buy very many rap records this year. I, oh. I, uh, I spend so much, so many, so much resources, mental and fiduciary resources, focusing on uh, hardcore and punk and the ilk that uh, a lot of times rap just kind of goes by the wayside. Yeah, I have that problem too. This year, I made a concerted effort to check stuff out um, because I just was seeing so much press about so many good records coming out this year, um, and that they weren't wrong. Uh, there were there were some good records. I mentioned it a couple episodes back, but the, all of the Griselda stuff that's been coming out this year, the Freddie Gibbs stuff, the Benny the Butcher stuff, Conway the Machine, um, the new Run the Jewels record is really good. Uh, JPEG Mafia, if you're into that sort of thing, there there was a lot of really really good rap that came out this year for sure. Sure. Um, and I made an effort to check it out, but even at that, I, I, you know, I barely scratched the surface and on the same tip, like, yeah, I picked out five bands for this episode, but that isn't even, that isn't even touching like the amount of stuff that I actually consumed and enjoyed this year. Um, so yeah, I think a part two would probably, probably be a prudent idea. And, you know, you were talking about that Beth's LP, just, just to big up something that we did hear on the show, but that I just think deserves a second mention before we dive into this. Um, just because I've been listening to it on, on constant repeat for the last few days, but that poison ruin demo or EP, mm-hmm. I, I really can't overstate how fucking good that is, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable how good that is. I mean, like it's, it, it, it's so hard to pin down. Like it's one part, one minor part dungeon synth. You're, you look at the cover, you think that you're going to get a Templar, Templars worship band and you do get oi, but it's more via like weird French oi influences. The homeboys singing about being like a medieval peasant and a warrior and stuff. Uh, the riffs are unbelievable. There's like a through line of weird first wave UK post-punk in it. I mean, it's just, it's so, so good. I I don't know that... I have heard anything comparable to it this year in terms of just like sound. And I think that's actually been a kind of a dope through line with a lot of the stuff that has ended up on, on my kind of year end list is that so much of it is, is really singular in sound. Like, you know, mm-hmm. again, like bands that, that we did have on the show, like MS paint, right? Like nothing else came out this year that sounds like MS paint. Um, there are a handful of releases this year that I think really stand alone sonically and aren't easy to to lump into sort of a pre-existing category, which is dope and which is is for sure a trend I would like to see um, repeated in the in the coming year for sure. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that's in in mine, um, I don't, I don't. It's it's not like strictly hardcore, and it's not. It's not like the bands that were hyped, the hardcore bands would hype, you know, like the pub, new public acid, uh, the new, pardon me, the new public acid EP is really good. It's not yeah. in there, right? Everybody right. knows that's fucking good. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that I picked is kind of singular or at least, um, different than what you might expect, given that this is a show, you know, primarily about hardcore. It's mostly what we talk about, right? There's a couple right. hardcore bands in there, but it's, um, yeah, it's it's not the it's not the uh, the the one like the gag you know the new gag LP is not in there. Sure, right? Yeah, right. everybody knows it's a fucking good record. I think I like America's Greatest Hits better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know, whatever the fucking Bib EP, the single sided Bib EP. Yeah. That's fucking good. It's not in there. Right. Everybody right. likes that shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For um, sure. And there's a lot of stuff in that vein that we heard that we liked that I suck up like a fucking fly on shit, but it is fairly, you know, the, we talk about it on the show, but like, you know, they're all fairly sonically uniform. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I've got stuff on here that maybe isn't necessarily um, for sure the same. Yeah, that's 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 largely where I find my ear going at the end of the year too. When I'm thinking about stuff that I really liked this year, as much as much as there is straight ahead hardcore that I that I loved, it's usually only a few of those releases, and then a lot of stuff that kind of stood out from the crowd. Just because, yeah, with a when 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 you do get a wave of just bands playing great straight ahead meat and potatoes hardcore that's fucking dope and i'm right here i'm here for it and i'll pick those records up every time but at the end of the day the ones that stick out are going to be the ones that are doing something a little bit different so i feel you on that um so before we before we jump into this though i do want to i do want to bring something up that uh is pertinent to the last episode of the podcast that we did that was brought to our attention via via the email um, by, by an individual named Bradley Poyser. Um, oh, I thought, God, I thought for sure you were going to bring up, um, horrible stories again. No, 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 no. I, I no. thought for sure. I was like, God, uh, God damn it. Cause I, <laughs> I, I listened back to it today and I'm like, damn, we kind of, we kind of went in on that. Didn't we? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I, I actually I went and I went and browsed to the discord, um, and because they were doing their weekly listen and, uh, they people were sh- frankly shocked in there. Uh, they were just like, "There's there was no warning that could have prepared me for the way that this conversation went." I, uh, hey, you know, it's um, there's no bottom of the barrel with us. That's absolutely true. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean. I mean, there there just isn't uh, the the shit that I think and the shit that we say. Um, would shock the devil himself. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Like I, I do think about that sometimes. It's like, you know, this this show is is definitely too rough around the edges for some people, and like it's barely peeling back the first layer of filth. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I was yeah, yeah, and and um, yeah. So whatever. I mean, I guess we we've we've hit our quota for joking about child rape <laughs> for the next year. Right. Yeah, for sure. We didn't really joke. Well, we, you didn't really joke about it. I joked about it mostly. And I wasn't even really joking. I just, uh, had some questions I wanted clarified for sure. And it's also, you know, when you're faced with something so horrific, like all I can do is try to flip it into something more palatable, which to me always ends up being humor, you know? Hey, if you ain't laughing, you're crying. And by That's the right. way, if this is your first episode, cause you, you want to see what two cool dudes like and what we listen to on our own time. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what you're in for normally is a bunch of horrible shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, either you're on board or you're not. And <laughs> frankly, I'm okay with either one because if you're not on board, then you shouldn't be on board. Right. Um, for your sake and for mine, probably. Yeah, and, for sure. And if you are on board, um, keep it in your fucking pants, dude. <laughs> There you go. So, so, so no, I just wanted to bring this up because it, it, it's something that came up in the last episode. Um, the, I'll just read you the title of the email, which I love violent unrest members exposed as non high school kids. <laughs> 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 Which is, oh no! Yeah. Oh no! 
Yeah. So I'm going to drop a little link to in the chat here to a picture of what they actually look like. And I want you to just. Oh, so I'm not gonna, I, I, I don't want to roast these folks. I, <laughs> we don't have to roast them too much, man. But I. <laughs> okay. 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 We got to stop because, oh my God. Dude. <laughs> The fucking the gears are turning already, man. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. <laughs> for sure, for sure. We will pump I, the brakes. I, the Beths put me in a good fucking mood. I want to be in a good fucking mood. I don't want to make any enemies tonight. Just me fucking breathing somehow makes enemies, right? Yeah. You know, like the only way, the only way that I don't make enemies is if I don't open my mouth and if i you don't meet me and i don't interact with you right <laughs> yeah that's for how, sure that's how you don't become my enemy right <laughs> yes and it's yeah. not that i want it it's just that that's what fucking happens for sure so um violent unrest are not a bunch of high school kids no they're not uh, violent unrest probably have kids in high school probably about the looks of it yeah um Whatever, I, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, we could just, we could keep it moving. I just wanted to share yeah. that, you know, and I, I didn't want Bradley's uh, revelation to go unrecognized on the show. So I just wanted to shout him out for his sleuthing. Oh, um, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. You know, and like, <laughs> like, I hope they're fucking cool. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But something, to, dude, when you, 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 I gotta stop, dude. Yeah, I'll just say this. Something to tells say. me. Something tells me that like they're gonna take our insults as insulting, for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. The only thing I will say about it is that uh, that picture to me sums up uh, what a band looks like who doesn't know that they're not good. So <laughs> that's all. That's all you I know say. what? You know what? That then that then confirms that like they were submitted. Out of malice, they they weren't actually because I the the individual in question actually posted in the Facebook group and they are um, a Salt Lake City, Utah resident who just basically was just like yeah like some stuff that I because I saw that we actually have a bunch more e- emails from Colton who sent in a lot of stuff just from his area. Um, I think he just has a genuine desire to be like hey some of this stuff is good some of it's not not some of it's not great but it's all stuff from my area so I just figured I would send it into as as kind of like you know I mean like maximum rock and roll and different zines used to do kind of like scene reports where they would have people like sending shit in from their region i think right. that's what i think that's what colton's doing is just sending stuff in from his region you know what i mean okay. so okay. so no it definitely was not done with malice um but yeah so i just I, like i said i just i didn't want that that's that a plus uh s tier sleuthing to to go unrecognized so thank you bradley for bringing that to our attention uh but on that we have to move forward or else we will <laughs> no, well, this that's not the point of this fucking show not <laughs> not this episode right not this not not this time no <laughs> and if we and if we go in any further then it's truly not in the spirit of like if if we go any further it crosses the line of being personal and i don't want it to be personal they don't deserve it right for sure yeah um certain certain folks do deserve it um you know but um you know not these folks these folks don't deserve uh anything personal right i I agree with that yes their band sucks they look like they're all right sorry yeah (laughs) yeah 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 
for sure, for sure. So uh, okay, so let's uh, let's just jump into it then. So the first thing that I have up in the list, like both of us said, we have a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily straight ahead, um, meat and potatoes, hardcore. But there are always records that are going to stand head and shoulders above the rest. And for me, the new Heavy Discipline LP was one of those records. Um, when the demo came out, I immediately loved it. But I sort of jokingly uh, jokingly said that it was basically DYS songs played backwards. Um, the LP, uh, to, you know, much much to my pleasure, kind of broke away from that. Um, it still definitely has roots in like D- DYS and, and first gen um, Boston area hardcore, particularly. But they're doing their own thing a little bit more on this. The riffs don't necessarily sound like oh shit, that's literally more than fashion with a couple notes changed. There, they I think they really came into their own on this release. And I find I find I find myself just if I'm in the car and I want something to listen to, um, this is one. One of the things I kind of constantly go to, whatever mood I'm in, this this really hits for me. Um, it's just good. Like if you want straight up first wave American hardcore, this is this is about as close. Um, this is about as close as it gets. So, you know, I thought I had this record, but mm-hmm. I guess maybe I don't. Um, yeah, I thought man, I thought I had something by them. Did we have the demo on the show last year? We had the demo on the show last year. Yep. Yeah, okay. we did. I, and I thought I had the record. I guess I don't. Huh. Yeah, it came out on Painkiller, who uh, have put out a lot of uh, put out a few few really good things this year. Um, yeah. Another another record that's that's in my uh, it's in my favorites of the year was was put, was out on Painkiller this year. So um, I wanted to listen to the uh, the last track on here. It is like a proper record closer. It's like a nice mid tempo. Just it's it's got everything that I like about this particular um, subsect of hardcore. So. Uh, if you want to check this out, you can go to the uh, Painkiller Records Bandcamp. It's just painkillerrecords.bandcamp.com. The record is Heavy Discipline by Heavy Discipline. And uh, I wanted to listen to the closing track on here, Bootstraps. Well, there you go. That is a proper closer. 
Yeah, yeah, it sure is. So, so yeah, with that stuff, I think this it's pretty representative of the whole record. Um, but like it, it really leans more into I think like the FU's and Jerry's kids influence on this, which is really, really that just I mean that's that's perfect to me because I think the FU's and Jerry's kids um, in particular are two of the the best bands to come out of the first wave of American hardcore and like two of the least replicated um they, you just don't hear bands necessarily playing that style of hardcore like it's it, it, people do tend to lean into the ssd and the dys and and the negative effects influences more so whereas i think fu's and jerry's kids are like a cut above a lot of their contemporaries honestly and and i find myself revisiting my america and and a, a, a lot more than i do you know the kids will have their say even sure. um Sure. They're just like truly, truly incredible bands that were were doing something that was a little bit different, um, but felt like equally timeless and impactful as as their contemporaries. And yeah, I think I think this whole record just uh, it men it melds all of those early '80s influences pretty seamlessly in a way that I think you could play this back to back with uh, an FU's record, and and if somebody didn't know better, they would think they both came out in you know 1983. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that if you went back 10 years, you'd hear a bit more bands aping Jerry's kids. Um, For sure. You yeah. know what I mean? But not, not right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you've always had bands like doing, you know, career suicide and, and shit like that and bands in, in that vein that have pulled, pulled from that influence more, but it's, it's always been kind of like a niche subgroup in the, in the greater context of the, of the scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good job. Yeah, for sure. If you like that, you will like that entire record. Um, it was, it, it's one of those records that like, I feel like wasn't as hyped as I expected it to be. Um, I, like I, I, I see people, given, especially given like the members of that are in that band. Yeah. Cause isn't there like members like blood pressure in this band? Yeah. Like shit? some big Pittsburgh bands rather from Pittsburgh. Yeah. But yeah. like blood pressure, concealed blade, yeah. um, you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have you know gained some notoriety in the past ten years, right? Um, past five years, um, in other bands that got some hype. That this kind of yeah, I feel like this did fly under the radar. It kind of flew yeah. under the radar for me because I was aware of it and I thought I I thought I had it, but I guess I don't. Yeah, no, I mean when you're buying as many records as uh, as you are, it's it's probably very easy for shit to slip through the cracks too. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, I have seen people talking about this. You know, make no mistake, um, it it I, it's, it made a a couple year end list that I've seen. But uh, as as far as just like straight up to the point, meat and potatoes, hardcore goes, this is this is definitely one of the best records that came out this year. And hopefully, if you hadn't heard this before, um, you will check it out now and recommend it to some homies because I, I think this is about as as good as it gets um in the year 2020 for this yeah. style of, for this style of hardcore yeah. um all right so uh what's uh what do you got up first on on your list so up first on my list is an album that when i first heard these tracks i wasn't sure they kind of came up on like the you know the youtube spin at work mm -hmm. and I, was like, ah, I don't know i don't but it grew on me and it grew on me and it grew on me um i've listened to this record probably once a week for the past, you know, 10 months since it came mm -hmm. out or so. Yeah. And this is um, the um, Impotente 12 inch uh, Leopold II is Niet Dud, however you pronounce it. It's in fucking Flemish. Right. Leopold II is Niet Dud Geneg. Okay. Um, so Leopold II is dead, essentially. And this is a two piece um, hardcore with a heavy oi influence. 
Yeah, um, it looks like it. It's really gruff. Um, and this album is seems to be a concept album about mm-hmm. um, Leopold II, who is kind of an uh, under-recognized genocidal maniac mm-hmm. from uh, the uh, imperial era of uh, Belgium. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, talking about it. The, the whole record is about Leopold II. Um, and the track that uh, really sticks with me that I think is the I mean, the whole song has this is an album that you need to listen to front to back. The tracks are, you know, when we talk about albums nowadays, you know, there's a flow. There should be a flow from song to song. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. The song should be listened to in a certain order. And I, like, I hate, I hate shuffle. You know, like yes, if I'm listening man. to something on, disc, on, on Spotify and Spotify mm-hmm. just decides to shuffle something. Yeah. And especially if it's an album that I'm familiar with and I know what song is coming up next, I'm like, fuck yes. You know what I mean? For I, sure. You know, it fucking necroticism comes up, right? Yeah. And, you know, I know, I know like the opening riff because the songs bleed together on that album. I know the opening riff for the next song and then it doesn't happen. Right. And I don't know, sometimes I don't really feel like that's always the case with a lot of like full lengths that come out nowadays. You know, they're just, it doesn't really matter that much. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this is definitely album that, an album that needs to be listened to front to back. You can't shuffle this record. Yeah. And right in the middle of the song called Metamens that uh, I had on a playlist earlier this year. And uh, this track just sticks with me. It's a fucking absolute banger. So we'll check it out.
right, so we just heard Metamins by uh, Impotenti, and uh, yeah, that was that was really fucking good. You weren't lying. That is sick. I hadn't heard that yet, so I am um, I'm stoked to check out the rest of that album. That's really yeah. fucking good. That 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 is sort of like the anchor for the whole album, but the the entire album is is really good. Um, and like mm-hmm. I said, you need to listen to it front to back. You can pull that track out, but there are other tracks that um, aren't quite a standalone. Yeah. Um, that, sort of you know help paint a larger picture mm. um and this man has like members of um stigmatism and okay. omegas okay like two sick. guys so one guy's from canada one guy i don't know if he lives in canada now but like, i think the guy from the omegas and stigmatisms from new york mm-hmm. um but um yeah it, 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 just a two-piece and uh i don't know everything about the guitar tone um i really liked i i liked how everything was sort of mixed in the end there yeah um and um, it just sounds really good. That guitar tone—I don't—I don't know what effects they have on there. Um, maybe a little bit of chorus or something. But yeah, I really like the there. way the I really like the way the guitar sounds, mm-hmm. and it's like it's pretty bass heavy as well. For sure. And uh, yeah, that's a banger of a track, man. So uh, that, that came out on Roachleg, mm-hmm. and uh, Roachleg put out a few. Uh, Roachleg's been putting out some bangers, man. They put out that yeah. Institution EP. Yep. Yeah, I was going to um, mention that. Yep. The Subdued LP. Mm-hmm. Um, violent Christians. Yep. Um, so Roachleg's been uh, been pretty fucking reliable in 2020. They have indeed, for sure. And I mean, they've been reliable pretty much since Jump. They got started at, started by putting out uh, all of the urchin material, which is really right. fucking good. So right. Um, but yeah, yeah, Roachleg has put out a handful of really good th- really good records this year. I'm I'm stoked to to check out the rest of this, and it kind of ties in with with you know I was talking about Poison Ruin as well, like it's it's cool to see like the more obscure reaches of like french and european oi be like being incorporated into into like the broader punk and hardcore scene right now yeah. it's really yeah. sick i mean the last the last kill sir city seven inch that i did um I I actually I, I threw a, a shit ton of French Oi influence in there, um, and it's dope to see that uh, a lot of a lot of our peers are evidently having the ex- the exact same idea at the exact same time because it's uh it's a well that is rife to be taken from. There's so much good music that came out of the mainland European Oi scene that I think has just been kind of slept on by a lot of people over the last you know forty years or so. It's cool to see people pulling pulling from that influence now, and it's it's uh, something that I do not foresee myself growing tired of anytime soon so that's uh that's really good and very much in the lane of shit that i want to hear uh in 2020 so yeah I'm, I'm gonna check out the rest of that record this week for sure yeah right on um all right so next up for me is one that i have big upped on the pod before we've talked about this band on a uh, on a patreon episode that we did last year where we talked about australian bands um the band is gt they are an undeniable force from the land down under. Uh, their new EP, uh, Atomic, has been, I think, probably my most played record of 2020. And uh, that's easy to do because all of the songs are a minute and a half long and there's only four songs on it. So it's one of those things where usually if I'm listening to this, I'm listening to it three or four times in a row. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, I mean, it continues GT's trend of, of writing um, almost uh, otherworldly level catchy earworms, shit that you will immediately be humming upon hearing them for the first time. This shit just, uh, it just, I don't know. I don't know about everybody else, but it really fucking sticks with me. Um, and it's, it's stupid and fun in exactly the ways that appeal to me. You know, fucking songs about 
fucking mutants and cars and dudes hanging out. Um, it, it paints like a, an almost like it's like if Mad Max were a sick, like the Mad Max wasteland were like actually like a sick and fun place to live and not like a horribly depressing one. It, it paints for me, and this is a reference that no one will fucking get because um, I remember watching this show when I was very young, but it paints mm-hmm. to me if Mad Max took place in the land of Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. I don't know about Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. And it's one of those weirdo fucking like live action, like banana splits sort of shows from mm-hmm. the 70s that uh, okay. they put on Sunday morning. Yeah. And uh, that's what it's like. It's, 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 you know, it's like if Mad Max took place in um, a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is a perfect comparison for sure. For sure. Um, so I wanted to listen to the first track on this. All four tracks are, are hyper, hyper catchy. I was split between playing the first one and the, set, and the last one. Um, but uh, I think the intro is, is just like a perfect way. If you've not heard of the band before, um, the opening track is a perfect way to, to intro, intro you to the band. So we're going to listen to Combat Kitchen by GT off of their EP Atomic. So we just heard Combat Kitchen by GT off of their EP Atomic. If you like that song, you will like everything that they've ever done. And if you don't like that song, uh, you won't like anything else they've done. Yeah, you will not like anything else that they've done. And we probably don't have tastes that really overlap in any meaningful way because it's uh, hard for me to imagine not liking that. Yeah, Um, if you if you don't like that, then you just you don't you you don't ascribe to the to the notion that like in the end, what you really just need is like a catchy hook. A catchy yeah. riff and a catchy beat, right? Yeah, for That's sure. all you need. You right. you don't need flourishes. You don't need any grandiose fucking notions of higher art in your punk and hardcore and metal. Just strip mm-hmm. it down to the fucking bare bones. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and and then apply that concept across like the greater print, like the the greater uh, scope of pop music in general, and then you right. get and you you see why songs from the '60s are just as timeless now as they were when they were written and released. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because this does contain all of the elements of like great '60s pop music too. Um, mm-hmm. Which uh, again, I mean, the the first the earliest iterations of punk were basically just uh, a mutant variety of like '60s pop and rock being filtered through the lens of like strung out new yorkers and shit so that it makes sense to arrive back on this um but yeah i mean this is this is just sort of like undeniably fun catchy music that if you like guitar based music um it's it's tough for me to imagine you not liking this um yeah i guess i guess i guess it takes like a a particularly self-serious type of individual to really to not fuck with this you know what i mean like yeah, some, i bet you i bet you uh I bet you Malefic from Zaster doesn't like this. <laughs> I bet I bet he probably doesn't know. I bet right. Scott I bet Scott's not hanging out with this uh this record too much. If I live next to him, this is all he'd fucking hear. <laughs> Shit like this and the Beths, and I would I would just turn my speakers toward the window on, on basically any nice day and they what he lives in does he live in California, like in yeah. San Diego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How the fuck you gonna be how the fuck you gonna be calling yourself malefic and being in a band like Zaster and living in San Diego? <laughs> That's a really fucking good question, man. How the fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. Yo, I got an idea. Move to the fucking Midwest, homie, right? Yeah, for real. And it all makes sense. And it <laughs> all know? makes sense, right? Yeah, you're, you're finally in the frozen wasteland that you sing about. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, that was great. If you if you dug that song and you hadn't heard them before, definitely. I mean, you're not going to be able to pick up a copy of this, but uh, definitely check this out. Check the rest of their stuff out. It's all up on Spotify. It's it's easy to access digitally, and you will definitely uh, you'll definitely fuck with the rest of their discography if you enjoyed that. You know who got so, a copy of this? You you got a copy of this. <laughs> yeah, I so. sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very jealous. Um, uh, what's uh, what's next on uh, on your list? Uh, so next up on my list, um, is the chain whip 2020 demo. I mean, chain whip, chain whip. I don't think it's as much recognition as they deserve. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, they are recognized as, you know, for what they are, which is fucking premier hardcore for sure. Um, you know, I don't think that they're on everybody's like maybe go to, if you just want to hear an absolute fucking, you know, a demo, a tape, a fucking LP, a banger after banger after banger after banger that is undeniable. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard of them, now you have, and they're going to be your new favorite hardcore band. Yeah. So sure. uh, they put out a demo in 2020 and uh, got one of these boys too. And uh, I want to listen to uh, Laguna Bleach. Okay. Um, by uh, Chain Whip. Shut up, man, that's right. 
heard Laguna Bleach by Chain Whip off of their demo 2020. Yeah, that's just good ripping undeniable hardcore for sure. And to a, to a, to a large degree it follows the same principle of likability as GT. Mm-hmm. Um strip it down, keep it catchy, give it a couple hooks. Yeah. Um it doesn't need to be any more than that. Like the the folks in this band um have good pop sensibilities. Yeah. Uh, they know how to write a catchy song and basically every Chain Whip song is just as catchy as that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I love like if you read sort of like the the about section of that release in particular, yeah. um, there's like the implication that this is somehow like not up to snuff. You know what I mean? They're like, right. well, you know, we're just kind of bored and like we probably should have fleshed this out more and, you know, we're going to come back to it later, but we're releasing it to you in this kind of raw form. And it's just like, dude, that I, I don't know if that's just sort of like a humble brag, low key flex or something where they can be like, yeah, we just kind of thoughtlessly put this out and it's better than almost all of the other hardcore you're going to hear this entire year or yeah, what. for real. <laughs> but because like that's that that sounds perfectly complete and fully realized to my ears. Um, I've definitely I've listened to this demo a handful of times this year and uh it it never fails to impress it's just good ripping catchy hardcore from from front to back it, it reminds me it sort of sits in the same in in sort of the same valley as like um nightbirds yeah um you know and uh again super catchy fucking super catchy poppy hardcore right yep Mm-hmm. For um, sure. And and I mean, I, I mentioned like career suicide earlier, you know, yeah. this is obviously from yeah. a different part of, of the country, but, but, uh, Canadians have a, have a penchant for, for fucking pulling that off, man. Um, there's, there's a, there's a long and storied history of bands, bands doing this very well, um, all the way right back to the very beginning with fucking like DOA and shit. You know what I mean? Like right, this right. is, uh, this is definitely in that lineage and, and absolutely pulling it off with, uh, with a, a great degree of mastery. This is, these are dudes who, who very much just know how to write a hardcore song and are not interested in uh, adding any sort of unnecessary frills to it, you know? No, they've been around for a grip. Um, and um, you can tell that they've, they, they've honed these skills in other projects that probably like aren't necessarily hardcore, mm-hmm. but all have that same sort of undeniable catchy poppiness at their core. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. Um, so yeah, if, if Chain Whip was not on your radar <clears throat> up until this point, uh, hopefully they are now. Yeah, they're, they're a band that I, I see talked about among those who are in the know, but definitely deserve to be on the, uh, uh, on the lips of more just like sort of casual hardcore fans because I think they're a band that has a lot to offer even for somebody with just sort of like an entry-level interest in the genre, you know? Well, their, L- their LP from like 2019, 14 Lashes, they released on their own label. It was self-fucking-released. Mm. Um, yeah. And then Drunken Sailor Records repressed it. Um, and I don't know if there's any, if that's still available. Um, if all the, co- maybe the black ones are still available at Drunken Sailor. And um, they have another, re- they have a new LP coming out this year. So I'm going to be, uh, keep my eye out for that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So next up, uh, we are, we're getting back away from hardcore briefly. Um, it's another record that I've talked about on the podcast a few times mentioned, like just at the top of episodes where we've, we've discussed stuff that we've been listening to this year. Um, sweeping promises, hunger for a way out. This is a record that I think anybody with their ear to the ground and like alternative and punk music um, has probably at least heard somebody mention this record. Uh, It's a lot of people's favorite albums this year. Um, It's certainly one of mine. It's right up there with the GT record in terms of stuff that I've listened to most frequently. Um, You want to talk about earworms, they're all over the place on this fucking album. You can pick, take your pick of of songs on this and you're immediately going to get part of it stuck in your head. Um, it, it, it combines a lot of the, the early New York punk sensibilities that were decidedly not hard, that were not street, that sort of led to the no wave stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely notes of like Blondie in this, um, there's uh, obvious elements of Devo and shit like that. Anytime that you hear a new sort of like post punky slash proto punky type band with, with keys and like catchy bass parts and stuff, uh, Devo is always going to be called to mind on some level just because they, they were the forefathers of so much of this sound. Um, but there's a lot going on. What, What was that? I hear like the breeders in this for sure. Yeah. And it's not just because like of the, you know, the, the female singing and the bass, it's really bass heavy. Um, this just kind of reminds me of the breeders as well in many areas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or even like the, the more lo-fi counterpart to the breeders that Kim Deal was doing in the nineties, uh, the amps. Um, there's, there's definitely stuff there's, there's, elements of that in this too there. I mean, I think in general, that's a nice catch in the sense that they're, yeah, for sure. Pulling from like the seventies, New York proto punk stuff and the late seventies and early eighties post punk stuff. But there are for sure, there is for sure the DNA of like nineties alt rock in this too. Um, I, I think generally it's, it, it melds a lot of disparate influences that have existed in different time periods over the last 40 years, uh, really effortlessly and, and creates something that's just sort of undeniably catchy. So the, the most undeniably catchy song on the record to my ear is, uh, one that falls right about in the middle of it the song falling forward so uh i want to listen to that track so we're going to listen to falling forward by by sweeping promises off of their lp hunger for a way out
Okay, we just heard the song Falling Forward by Sweeping Promises off of their LP, Hunger for a Way Out. Um, so <laughs> as I was listening to that song, I was just sort of like a re- like casually reading the reviews um, over on the side here. And it seems like the, the first dude on here, Connor, I think he could just replace both of us and start doing the show because he just said exactly what the both of us, what, what it took two of us to say. He said, uh, uh, this album feels eternal, simultaneously feeling like it belongs anywhere and everywhere between the late 70s and today, effortlessly jumping between Devo-esque New Wave and 90s indie rock with perfect results. So there you go. I, I, I cited uh, Blondie and Devo, you cited The Breeders, um, and uh, it took both of our brain power to arrive at what Connor did in uh, a, few, a few short sentences. So thanks, Connor. You summed it up there. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this does that. That's actually really a perfect way to summarize this. It, it, it just spans the last four decades of like the more accessible ends of the alt music spectrum and, uh, and throws them into a, a tidy package that is easy to, easy to digest and, and hard to dislike. Yeah, for sure. Um, this whole album's really good. I'd like to see what they do next, how they progress. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to hear the second album sound just like this again. Yeah, I feel that for sure. It would be interesting to see them to see them experiment a little bit more and either go one direction or the other more, like right. lean lean into the 90s stuff more or lean into the late 70s early 80s stuff more or just like like uh, try to try to imagine a different combination of those sounds that 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 sounds a little bit different than this. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, the songs are good enough that I feel like the people involved are probably plenty capable of pulling mm-hmm. that feed off. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to hear what this band does next. I'm really hoping this isn't like a one and done thing. It came out in August of this year. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not getting greedier and patient yet, but hopefully by summer or fall of next year, they have, uh, they have something else on offer. Cause I, I, I've, I will have definitely played this record out by then because I listen to it every every single week, usually multiple times. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. What uh, what's next for you? So next up, um, we're getting away from punk, post punk, anything. We're just going straight into death metal. Okay. Um, this is um, band from Italy. It's a one man project called Cosmic Putrefaction. Mm-hmm. Um. Put out some stuff on some tapes on Caligari Records, and then also vinyl came out on iVoid Hanger. Um, it's got a couple releases, um, two releases at the threshold of the greatest chasm and the horizons towards which uh, splendor withers. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, the horizons, came out uh, in 2020, and it just absolutely fucking destroys it. It simultaneously sort of covers all the bases that I, I want death metal to cover. Um, it is moldy and, and tomb from the grave style mixed with, you know, the best aspects of modern death metal with just a little bit of like flourish technical proficiency and, um, just sort of grandeur thrown in. Um, yeah, man, this record has it fucking, this tape has it all. It's like five songs, six songs. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's six songs. It's, I don't know, a half hour running Mm -hmm. time. Um, maybe 35 minutes and it's the song titles are all sentences between the awe and fear upon the burst of the ominous star, the landscape sublimates oblivion to obliteration. Um, that's a track I have picked because it's the shortest one. Okay. Um, 
you know, abysmal resonance projection. So it's really leaning heavily into the sci-fi horror thing as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like sci-fi cosmic horror is my favorite form of horror. Yeah. So um, that's what initially drew me was like the artwork. The logo is dope. You know, there was like, oh, this is this is a shiny thing. And then when I listened to it, because I was just sort of perusing Caligari's website, because um, I have another selection from there, maybe for part two. Um, and, uh, I was just, yeah, this just fucking smacked me in the face. Cool. So, uh, yeah, we'll check this out.
Okay, we just heard this landscape sublimates oblivion to obliteration by cosmic putrefaction off of their record, The Horizons, towards which splendor withers. That was really, really fucking good. I have not heard that before, and I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of that album. Yeah, basically every song. I mean, yeah, every song sounds like that, right? There's, there's, every song just holds my interest and um, mm-hmm. just absolutely fucking slays like that. Um, there's a lot of different influences in there. The most that you can say that, that this to me has in some ways, at least is from what I'm familiar with, um, a lot of similarities like to some European black metal bands. Um, sure. You know, like Death Spell and stuff like that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yep. It's pulling from, you know, obviously classic death metal. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of black metal in it. Um, it just straddles a line for me. You know, it's, it's hard yeah. for me to put it down in one camp. Um, and uh, it's, it's got tentacles reaching out everywhere. And for me, it makes it work. Um, oh, for sure. I yeah, really like sure. this. No, because I mean, there's like, you know, I even heard like fucking malevolent creation influence in there and shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's. To a certain extent, I mean, I ain't saying this, you know, to fan anybody's balls, but like it reminds me of like, I don't know, like Inner Arma. Totally. Yes. Um, I, I thought the exact you know, same thing. Yeah. When when they're not fucking huffing their fucking own farts too much, um, <laughs> it reminds me of Inner Arma. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. This, 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 uh, actually, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause I had the same thought. Um, it, this, the, this sounds like the meteor, the meteor parts of the inner, inner armor tracks for sure. Yeah. 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 This was great. Oh. And you know, you mentioned like, you know, rap kind of being your blind spot this year for me, it was kind of, it was kind of death metal, honestly, and black metal, because like the, these are two genres that I love and spend a fucking shit ton of time with, but they're ones where, like the the modern landscape for me has been so uninteresting largely like there's always every year there's records that come out that i love but like it usually takes me like a year or two to go back and like set aside time to like pick out the ones that i'm really gonna like spend a, a significant amount of time and energy with just because like i find so much of it to be disposable and like the classics that i love in in each genre respectively are some of my favorite records of all time. So like I find myself, you know, when I want to listen to death metal, when I want to listen to black metal, I always find myself just like gravitating back to these records that I go to over and over again. And it's to the detriment of my ability to like really absorb and like sit with newer records. I find. Yeah. I I feel that too. I, you know, I don't know. That's just maybe that's senescence, right? I mean, I think eventually everybody just falls back onto what they know. For sure. Um, to a certain extent. And I think that we've talked about it before, the mental attention that metal demands of you, right? Yeah. While basically everything's sounding exactly the fucking same, right? Like we've said it before, like how fucking dare you ask me to pay attention to you for eight fucking minutes when (laughs) this song that you wrote just sounds like an autopsy or carcass song that is unnecessarily fucking long. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Like how fucking dare you? I'm going to go listen to autopsy. Fuck off. Right. Yeah. And and I just feel like we said it before. I feel like metal spends far too much time up its own fucking ass and it's lost. It's lost the fucking nucleus. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just, 
but most a lot of it doesn't interest me. Now I have been getting more into death metal in the past year, um, just because it's come back around. You know, it's 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 made its orbit and it's come back around to my attention, and it's yeah. what I've been wanting to hear. But um, in that in in my time off, I missed a ton of shit, but I don't feel like I missed a ton of shit right. because I can pick up an album by virtually you know I I. Just go on fucking Hell's Headbangers. Just go on fucking, you know, virtually any fucking like big metal distro, pick an album. Yeah. Sounds just like this other album. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah right. For sure. What's the fucking difference? And honestly, so much attention is given to the like, to the packaging and the fashion of it. Jesus, you want to talk about a bunch of fucking divas. Yeah. No shit. You know what man. I mean? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, That I just it's a big fucking turnoff, right? Because when you listen to that first gen stuff, when you listen to that early stuff, right? Listen, listen to fucking anything that came out in 1990, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't, don't you dare fucking tell me that that shit doesn't rip so much fucking harder than any fucking polysyllabic, overly fucking dense, you know, exercise in masturbation that uh you know one or two dudes is fucking pulling out of their ass somewhere in you know Lyon, france or wherever right yeah yeah for sure so <clears throat> this caught my attention you know yeah. this is one guy fucking masturbating and jacking off in his own ass um <laughs> and it just happened to fucking i liked it a lot no, for sure. And I, there is a lot of really dope contemporary metal, but yeah, I think it is just, it's, it's dense. It's like, it's harder to tackle. I can, I can put on that heavy discipline record and it's over in 15 minutes. I've gotten 12 songs in 15 minutes. All of them fucking rip. I know what I'm getting. I could put them on the car and like fucking, I'm like, nodding along to every single track it requires yeah. very little of me whereas like music like this as much as i fucking love it i need to like carve out time to like sit down with it and really absorb it and so much of my lifestyle is like is not sedentary it's me even if i'm like sitting in one place i'm doing something that is requiring like the vast majority of my mental attention because i'm having to fucking look shit up and list stuff and multitask and whatnot so it, it i think metal is just it's a it's a taller order for me to like really like take take time and energy out to uh to tackle it but when i get around to it i usually find it to be a pretty rewarding experience and i'm hoping that uh i'm hoping i have some time in the coming months to like dig through some of the metal stuff that came out this year that i've heard in passing and really enjoyed but just haven't had the time to like really sit with yet you know here's where metal's going wrong Right. If you ask me now, if you ask people that fucking play in these bands, it's probably where they're going. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I went down a rabbit hole of watching um, drum videos about, I don't know, three months ago, two months ago. Right. OK. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, it was it was after a student of mine exposed the whole fucking class to coronavirus. Oh, right. I, like uh, I basically couldn't leave the house for two weeks and I just sat around. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. And, uh, so I, I started watching these drum videos and I, I, I got into like, you know, reaction videos where jazz, jazz, jazz drummer or drum teacher reacts to so-and-so from fucking fetal abomination. You know what I mean? Yeah. And metal's not fucking jazz, man. No, it sure isn't. 
Nettle's and not it, fucking jazz, and for me, it shouldn't be. It right? shouldn't be. No, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be. It shouldn't require the fucking erudition that, like, jazz does yeah. to enjoy. I agree, for sure. Right, and that's where it's fucking up, if you ask me. That's where it's fucking up. Yeah, for sure. If you if you need to have a refined taste to enjoy metal, then that's not the metal I want to fucking listen to, you know? Right, right. Um, but yeah, that was really good. I dug it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, it it immediately called to mind shit like gore guts and stuff too. Um, the shit that I that I like a lot. So I'm probably gonna listen to the rest of this album as soon as I uh, make the mental space to do so because that uh, that was really good. I dug that a lot. Um, all right, so the next thing on my list, we are uh, we're returning to hardcore, but of a different variety. The band is Destruct. The record is Echoes of Life. They are out of Richmond, Virginia. Nate, have you listened to this yet? I know I suggested it to you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I have not. Okay, so dude, man, this record is so, so fucking good. I've said before, I'm really stoked to see a resurgence of uh, D-beat influence in sort of like more quote-unquote mainstream hardcore bands not not to imply that bands like public acid or destruct or uh or rat cage or anything like that or even warthog are necessarily like they're not like headliner bands per se they're not headlining the the three-day fest but they can play the same rooms which i think this is the first time in a long time that you can really say that about like music that falls into like the straight up like d beat and crust category of hardcore um, that, that just hasn't been the case for a long time. There really hasn't been a whole lot of mainstream influence in this stuff. And you're starting to see other bands that, that exist in more traditional hardcore spaces, spaces like a uh, band like Devil's Den, for example, playing like D-beat and Japanese hardcore influenced music. And it's just really fucking cool to see. So for me, this was like, of all the records in this vein that came out this year, I think this one hits the, the hardest for me. It calls to mind Disrupt immediately. Um, it's just like, absolutely ripping unrelenting d beat infused hardcore um i won't talk about it anymore we'll just jump into it and let it speak for itself so i just want to listen to the first track on this because they they come in hot as fuck so we're going to listen to wars of attrition by destruct off of their lp echoes of life Thank you. 
All right, we just heard Wars of Attrition by Destruct off of Echoes of Life. That That's just like, <laughs> I can't help but whenever I listen to the, a band playing this style of music this well, I immediately want to start a band that sounds like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. fuck, I want to play this music. This this almost sounds perfect 50-50 parts of fucking why, 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 um, why, 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 why the fuck is my brain shutting down right now? Um, uh, the discharge? discharge why why yeah. why discharge and a j styles project yeah totally totally it's like 50 50 right um yep. the the sparseness of the lyrical delivery and just yeah it's it's yeah that was really fucking good um perfect split right down the middle uh yep. disrupt and discharge yep absolutely for sure and uh and the, with with little sprinkles of uh like scandy and japanese stuff thrown in there there's definitely uh there's definitely uh moments of like bastard and death side that you can hear in this for sure too and you know this is a style of music too where like we talk about it in a broader sense but like you know earning earning the mosh part right this right. this is a style of music where the mosh part always feels earned and like sure just the breakneck speed of it like when you hit that you know literally like 10 seconds of slowdown it yeah. just it hits you like a fucking brick wall you know what i mean like right. when they get two-thirds of the way through this track and they hit that just like that brief respite it makes me want to throw a fucking metal ladder across a crowded room like it makes yeah. me want to fucking kill people um this shit is so good. The The rest of the record is absolutely up to par. If you like that, you'll like the rest of this. Um, for for sure, one of my favorite records to come out this year. It's it's getting some shine, but not as much as I wish that it would. I think that this is, this is a cut above almost anything else in this lane that's come out this year. It's so fucking unrelenting and just heavy and hard, like... It's really, really good. I can't say enough good things about this record. Um, but that that said, there's not much more to say about it. If you if you like this style of music, you will love this. If you don't, then you know keep it moving. But this is yeah, it's it's one of my favorite records this year for sure. Absolutely, that was really good. All right, so uh, what's next for you? Uh, next up is uh, Sniffany in the Nits. Okay, I don't um, know about this at all. This is on Thrilling Living. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, the seven inch EP that came out this year. Um, the greatest nits. Okay. It's a weirdo British punk that man, especially like, I hear a lot of different things in here, but you know, every time I hear this, I hear different things, so to speak. But, um, the last time I listened to this, just like yesterday, I was thinking, God, there's, there's, there's just like the perfect amount of DK in this that it makes it awesome in the same sneering, cynical, creepy way that Dead Kennedy's is right? Um, without sounding like a fucking clone, like without sounding like that's what they want to do. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a pretty, this is pretty sort of standalone stuff. If you ask me, it got some hype. I think it got some hype. So, so I think it might've got some hype. Um, earlier on this year. Um, and then it just kind of disappeared. Hmm. And, uh, every song on here is, um, kind of a standout track. That's really, uh, basically every single song is, well, thrilling living is focuses on like modern feminism and stuff. So, um, every single song on here has a pretty strong feminist bent. Um, and, uh, there's just so much dripping fucking sarcasm and spite delivered with it. Um, so let's just listen to the first track, Girl Factory. Okay. It's hard. Horse Girl is fucking dope. 
Um, let's just listen to Girl Factory because okay. when it when it picks up, it picks up. All right, word. We just heard girl we just heard girl factory by sniffany and the knits off of the greatest knits ep yeah that was that was really sick it uh it started off crass and ended up dk yeah yeah and yeah it's definitely a lot of crass uh you know conflict all that sort of you know that that peace punk that early that early peace punk anarcho punk mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's right in there and there's just enough fucking dk in there to make it to just make it so much fucking catchier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. You know, and that that riff that comes in is uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. ca- it's it's catchy, but it's mean too. Yes, it's a banger for sure. It's 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 very catchy, but it's very fucking mean. That riff could be a fucking gag or big bib riff. Yep. No fucking problem. That riff would fit right in with the nastiest, most snarling fucking thing that uh, you know, any, that that that, that uh, any American hardcore band could put out. 
For sure. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was really, really good. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm gonna check out the rest of this EP ASAP. That was that was phenomenal, man. That was I, I started reading the lyrics to Horace Girl too, and uh the lyricism on this is fucking awesome. Yes, that's another thing. And that's another thing that reminds me of DK is the lyricism. Um the the the, the writing there is really fucking good, very sharp witted. Yep, for sure, and and it and it avoids it avoids the sort of like overly verbose wordiness of a lot of the peace punk stuff, and and definitely cuts to the quick of what they're trying to address, um, which I'm always appreciative of. I don't need an essay in every song. Yeah, uh, I don't need a fucking history lesson uh, right. on 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 Thatcher's fucking England every goddamn song. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. This uh, this like really it really kind of hones and like distills the essence of that shit with uh, what kind of shedding the more unnecessary elements of it and just and delivers like a really straight to the point product i i really like that and the run times on this too are not not overly bloated they look to all be short and sweet i'm i'm definitely fucking with this i i'm stoked to stoked to hear the rest of the cp yeah it's you know i mean it was released in april i'm, I'm hoping that you get we get more out of this out of this band next year I'm, i would like to hear a full length yeah, for sure. And, you know, Joe, shout out to Thrilling Living, too, because they also put out that uh, that special interest LP this year, which is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to check that out ASAP. Uh, Will Willie Killy on the on the mastering duties, too. He's right. he's even get, he's even working his way into international releases now. Right. That's sly. That's sly devil. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's tackle the last thing on my list for the night. So the the very last thing is something else that I have mentioned on the show in passing before, and that I think we covered on a uh, on a um, a Patreon episode last year. Maybe uh, I can't really recall. This is a band that I listen to and talk about so much that it's hard for me to remember where and when I mentioned them and to whom. But the band is Power Plant. The release is Spine Slash Evidence, which is their new seven inch. It's a five song release that. Uh, absolutely slays i uh if you know me you know that people in the sun was probably my favorite record of last year certainly my most listened to record of last year um and this just kind of continues on that same trajectory with maybe a little bit more uh overt um hardcore influence on this uh there's there's some songs on here that are like absolute rip rippers um whereas like the first record was more sort of just like or the last record rather was more squarely um in the in the sort of like the herky jerky devo post-punk lane this one incorporates more traditional like punk and hardcore influences to uh to great effect if you ask me um so i just want to listen to the uh the title track off of this it's uh it's to me a pretty good representation of the record as a whole. It's got uh, mad, mad catchy riffs, but it's a little bit harder than you might remember the uh, previous Power Plant outings being. So we'll just start with that one. We'll uh, we'll listen to a spine by Power Plant off a of spine slash evidence. <laughs> So 
Okay, we just heard a spine off of a spine slash evidence by power plant. If you liked People in the Sun, you will probably like that track, but it, it definitely hints at a little bit more of the, uh, just like the harder edge that's on the rest of this EP. That one is a little bit more in line with their previous stuff, um, but it, it kind of picks up immediately after this and, and leans more into, into sort of traditional punk influences and melds those with the weird sort of lo-fi post-punk stuff that they've, they, they've, they are known for. Um, I also love that, uh, the main dude in this band he has like the the only dude it's a, it's a solo project um that he has like two vocal settings and one is like crooning danzig and the other is like uh sneering psychotic ebenezer scrooge yeah yeah they both sound like ghosts yes um, yeah for sure right they both yeah. sound like creepy ghosts and i gotta say that when that when that particular song comes in um it takes me a minute to like get into the taste of it, so to speak. It, like on the front of the tongue, I'm kind of like, mm, I'm not sure if I like it. And then the song kicks in. I'm like, yeah, okay. I really like this. Um, there's just something about like that first 10 seconds where I have to think about it for a second. Ah, uh, see, that's for me, it, it, it catches me so, so quick. That first 10 seconds is like, that's, that's the hook right there that keeps me along for the rest of the ride. I fucking love that, that opening volley. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the rest of the record, like I said, it kind of experiments with like uh, stuff that is, uh, a little bit more harder edge than, than what you might have expected, um, from a, uh, a power plant release. But I think it does it to, uh, to very great effect. This, this record, like I said, has been, it's been pretty much my, one of my top, top three most played records this year, along with the, uh, GT, uh, the GT EP and, uh, the sweeping promises LP. And it looks like there's actually, um, there's actually a couple copies of this seven inch still left too. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm thinking about ordering one right now. Cause well, you're like, ordering it out in England. It's 666 pounds. Yep. Um, Static shock is the one that put out the seven inch. Yeah. Um, you might be able to find it on iron long on the iron long website. Oh yeah. They might have it on the distro. Yeah. Right. I, I have not bought this mainly because of, its availability in the states i think maybe i missed um missed it on iron lung or something like that i don't know yeah. it might still be available but um i haven't picked it up just because every time i check it out on bank i'm like oh fuck it's coming out of it's coming out of england um yeah 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 for sure but it's probably available somewhere else stick around you'll find it um i can't fucking believe two things first that fucking synth organ when it comes in on the chorus is so fucking good yeah perfect placement um yes. it just grabs you um i cannot believe i just learned this that this isn't australian no it's not no nope it's uh i think is is the dude based in london i want to say yeah but yeah. he but i think he is a, like a russian dude yes it's so that's what i was pointing out like this sounds eastern european mm -hmm. and australian yeah, for sure. Yes, it does. Yeah, it has it has the uh, the energy of both of those things for sure. But yeah, I think this is I think this dude is like a Russian or Eastern European transplant who lives who lives in London. It sounds like it sounds like if you took like Molchat, Doma, and GT and uh, combined them. Totally. Right? Yes. That's what that's what you get out of it. 
for sure this is like this is a, a, a perfect halfway point between those two bands yeah absolutely um which explains explains exactly why i love this so much um i'm probably gonna listen to the rest of this and then and then listen to people in the sun directly after we get done uh, recording this episode because i got some shit i need to get done and i might as well just put those on um but uh yeah there you go that's uh that's my last selection for the evening nate you uh you got one more as well i believe yeah, I do. So this is one that I guarantee you haven't heard and no one's fucking heard. Okay. I stumbled upon it on YouTube and immediately went and bought the tape. Um, this is a band called Easers mm-hmm. from Grand, Rapid, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Um, and uh, um, yeah, I uh, I immediately bought the tape. The first, it comes out with the 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 opening track on the song sets the sets the tone for the rest of the tape. It's a proper fucking tape release with twelve songs, um, and uh, it's uh, the song is called Helper by uh, Easers from uh, Grand Rapids. heard helper by easers off of their self-titled release yeah that fucking rips that was that was sick that was like uh proto-punk channeled via hardcore it was like mc5 and the pagans via early american hardcore yeah absolutely it, it pulls heavily from like proto-punk and you know what we sort of collectively house in garage rock yep um it's got the brevity and the speed and the aggression of fucking hardcore though yeah um and uh you know that song at a minute 13 is sort of like that's the average length of every song on this on this tape so they don't they don't fuck around they get in they rip it and they get the fuck out and i'd never heard this band before um like i said it just popped up on the fucking doing that you you know doing the fucking just let youtube do its thing while i'm working and uh i immediately picked this tape up yeah it looks like it sold out too unfortunately because i was well they only I, made 25 so yeah i was i was hoping to maybe maybe grab a copy of it but it's all gone um so yeah this this was this was great and like i guess what it immediately just makes me think is like despite the fact that we do a, you know a podcast dedicated to to kind of precisely this phenomenon it just makes you wonder like how much good shit is out there that just nobody knows about you know what i mean like this is this is supported by less than 
than I think it looks like maybe 16 people have bought the digital versions of this and and you know 25 people own the tape you got to assume that some of those are probably label dudes who run the label and members of the band so maybe 20 people actually have physical copies of this right. and and less people have purchased it digitally than that so it's just like and this is right this is in our backyard you know what i mean this is two right. two two and a half hours away from us right so like you just got to wonder man if the if shit this good is is going on within 150 miles of where we live just how much sick shit is out there that we'll never hear you know well, you know it's it's like what we talked about with that band bulls shit from uh from sweden right mm -hmm. they're from fucking grand rapids right yeah they don't fucking know anybody right there's no hot bands coming out of like that area of michigan right for sure when you yep. think about bands in michigan there's only one place you think of and that's detroit yeah um you don't think of any of the other cities in michigan um grand rapids is the second largest city in michigan and actually maybe it might actually i don't know it might have a higher population than detroit now i don't know maybe not the detroit metro area but detroit proper right yeah but like you know, you don't think of fucking Grand Rapids, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. There, in many ways, like, and, and there's probably tons, well, there's definitely tons of bands around the country that it's just a matter of no one fucking knows them and, you know, no one's discovered them. They don't have any former members of, there's no notoriety to members of the band or anything like that. They're basically fucking nobody's living nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the only difference between easers fucking nobody known who who this band is and them you know being a hot release on sorry state yeah no for sure man it's, it's because it's, if, if they were from fucking if if they were from north carolina or richmond or something like that for sure totally yeah yeah no if this band were richmond yeah yeah absolutely right like they would everybody would be talking about this um because yeah this is this is fucking great i i definitely am going to listen to the rest of this um but like it I, I think that also touches on something that i was going to address anyway which is that you know i'm, I'm sure there are going to be people that because i'm putting together like a spotify you know year-end list too of just shit that i i really liked this year i've been doing it for the last couple of years and people seem seem to dig it and i i like to take the opportunity to turn people onto stuff they maybe had not heard previously but like you know you i always get people being like well what about this what about this what about this and it's like you know i you and myself and i'm this is not i'm, I'm not this is not like a brag by any stretch of the imagination i'm just it's just like a material fact you and I listen to probably more new music than anybody that I know personally. We listen to, at the very least, just within the context of the show itself, five to seven new releases to us that have come out in the course of just the last year every single week. So over the course of a single month, just in the context of the show, we're listening to anywhere between like 20 and 35 new releases that we've never heard before, plus all the stuff that we check out on our own, which is a lot. So like with that degree of like volume coming our way, like I'm not going to remember every good thing that I've heard. And there's just going to be stuff that like is going to slip through the cracks. You know what I mean? And it's like when, when we're dealing with a volume in probably I mean, in the literal hundreds of, of new bands and releases every year that we're hearing, and there's still stuff that's like getting by us. It's just, it's, it's staggering to think like what's out there, you know? No, it's, it's, you know, there's all, everybody's got a fucking blind spot, right? It doesn't For matter. Sure. You know, I, I would, 
unless you fucking run like a big fucking like major indie label or, you know, work in like, you know, a fucking record store, you know, everybody's got a fucking blind spot. You know what I mean? Everybody. And even, you know, it's just like, you can't keep up. You can't, I I said, I said, you know, it's a few episodes ago. I don't know if it was on Demolition or if it was on, you know, a fucking Patreon episode or something, but like, it's all, I, I almost wish we could go back 25 years when you could actually kind of keep track of all the fucking hype bands for sure yeah you know what i mean like you could you could do it it was possible to keep up and you could be a fucking you could be a renaissance you know man about it yeah and uh, basically you know know what's up wherever you want right right but now you can't it's impossible for Um, sure and that's exhausting and like in some ways like daunting but on the other side it's fucking awesome because there's just so much diversity and there's so many different bands going on. And, and just when you think that you've heard it all, um, you know, something like this comes along or something like Sniffany and the Nits comes along and, and you know, and it just kind of like, you know, comes out of left field for you. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I guess, uh, you know, that, that sort of like gets at the, at the essence of, of what I was, what I was saying too, is just like, it is a double-edged sword where, we are constantly exposed to new shit that we enjoy a lot. But I think this is the one area of my life in which I experience like a serious fear of missing out phenomenon, you know, where, where I like, I really yeah. understand where I really understand that phenomenon. Cause like with, uh, you know, I don't know with like, I certainly don't feel that way about like marriage and kids or normal shit. And I don't feel that way about whatever the hot new streetwear drop is or anything like that. But with this, with music specifically, I definitely get that. Cause I'm just like, well, fuck, what am I not hearing? But then like, you know, I'm just looking at my, at my favorites list on, on Spotify that I'm putting together this playlist, which isn't even done yet. There are, there are, no, I'm sorry, 60 different, individual acts on this list and this is all shit that just came out in 2020 60 fucking bands or rappers or artists or whatever like that's fucking staggering and like that and and there are several bands that you played tonight that i had never even fucking heard of before like this or or the like the last thing that we listened to the sniffany and the knit stuff like i hadn't even heard of that shit before right like and i could easily find that find that stuff you know pushing its way into some of my favorite shit that I've heard all year. And this is stuff that I'm hearing in the last week of the calendar year. So like, I don't know, man, like I said, I I think it's just, it's worth noting that no matter how many man hours you put into this and we put in more than, than most anybody else that I know, you're still just not going to catch everything. It's just, it's impossible to do, you know? No. And and you know what, in, in some ways too, like, you know, when you find that band, that no one else knows about it. That's yours. You know For what sure. I mean? Yeah. Like I, say what you will, you know, there's a lot, like there's a lot of people and, and I'm guilty of this too, that like the moment that's, that, that a band like gets some notoriety eh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Eh, I'm over it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, they were cool. You know what I mean? But, uh, they got some notoriety, they changed, they got more popular. Um, even shittier people started going to their shows. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, you, yeah. you, you saw fucking like, you know, you just saw, you know, fucking complete posers and complete fucking tourists at their shows. They started playing bigger venues. I'm out, right? Yeah, 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 sure. And everybody does it, 
right? But the fact that there's so much shit out there, you can find your own little niche and be like, yeah, that's that's fucking mine. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely, man. Um, so yeah, on that note, I guess uh, I guess we can probably wrap it up. We've been we've been running for a minute. We we managed to to bang out ten bands, but as uh, as we discussed at the top of the episode, you know that again that barely that barely scratched the surface. Uh, there there are several things I hadn't heard before tonight that I really fucking dig. And like I said, there there are fucking sixty different bands and artists already on my year end list. So that give you gives you any idea of the amount of music that uh, I listened to and enjoyed this year. Um, I think it, it definitely warrants a, uh, a second installment of this. So we can uh, we can reconvene shortly here, maybe later this week, and uh, and bang out another one of these because uh, yeah, I do, like like I said, I, I think I think this is this is dope in the sense that like it uh, it it kind of gets it gets at the spirit of what we're doing, uh, what we're trying to do with the show without any of the sort of like extraneous bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and and like this is this is us uh maybe not at our most entertaining but certainly at our best at our purest <laughs> yo we got yeah yeah like we're not always nasty horrible people right yeah and like right? and then there's so much stuff that we like you know what i mean like yeah, so, yeah. so much stuff and we don't get to fucking just hang and listen to records anymore right right yeah like i haven't seen you haven't been in person in my house for the better part of a year now right yeah yeah and so, you know, this is this is more akin to like where Demo Listen came from. For sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it just seems unfortunate that anytime we get to talking, things always go to shit. <laughs> Well, well, you know, it's like I, I think we we had we had a pi- we've had a pipe dream for like the better part of a fucking decade about uh you know doing like a like a, a, a like a, a radio show you know oh what I'm dude there's no way after doing this show oh, no there's no way that we could do like a late night NPR radio show like on local the local NPR station with like you know an hour to fucking play some pod some some, some punk rock and stuff. There's no fucking way. <laughs> no, there's not a chance whatsoever. But like, it 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 is fun to like have have episodes where we just get to go through and like only listen to shit that like we're curating and shit that we enjoy. Um, because it it does remind me of that that innocent naive dream that we once had that has devolved into this shit show. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? We we would break the bank at the NPR station. They they'd need all that money for fucking fines and lawsuits. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, you know, especially we'd be we'd be getting shut down twenty minutes into the first episode. The first the first moment one of us mentions retards or <laughs> or you know child rape, right? <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are things that you just can't get away with at your local NPR station, right? <laughs> that, that is absolutely true. I, yeah. I, I think that fucking Terry Gross herself would be calling for our fucking heads. <laughs> yeah, but the, hey, that would be that would be some decent notoriety for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up there and uh, reconvene in a couple days and do a second installment of this because because uh, yo, it's nice to it's nice to get together and listen to music um, and uh, and have our spirits lifted by it, not the other way around. This uh, this is definitely something that I miss getting getting to do, and even with the fucking like Patreon series that we've been doing, it's been a fucking it's a slog. It's not like you know the, I I do forget that you know it, it much of our friendship is based around just hanging out and listening to records, so it's nice to do that if even if remotely yeah yeah and and the patreon stuff is fun as an exploration because i'm listening to stuff that i've never i'm learning things about bands that i've always liked right yeah yeah but 
it's not always fun learning. It's not always fun to be in school, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, All right. Sweet. Uh, also, I wanna I wanna apologize to uh, violent unrest. Um, you know, we made we made fun of you. Um, there's you no know, way. I mean, there's it's no there's no way that they're still here for this. No, but uh, if anybody lets them know, hey, we're. Uh, we're sorry you guys suck so bad. Yeah, we don't mean anything by it. You know what I mean? We're, we're glad you're doing your thing. <laughs> your thing's just not our thing. Right, right. Um, Teach your kids how to play the songs. They could probably play them better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So on that note, we will uh, we'll catch you next time.